Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Just because you moved on does not mean that you have faced it. We think that a lot of times. Well, I moved on. I, you know, I'm done with that. That person is in my past. But what about the pain? What about the wounds? What about the, the, the things that they've done to you that hurt you and they, they were never resolved? You know, you never forgave them. There are some people that, we, that are in our past that we've never forgiven. We've held on to that thing that they've done to us for years and years and years. And, and every time we think about it, we get angry all over again because we're like, I don't know, understand why they did that to me. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, and I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Rock Network. I'm excited to be with you on tonight. And tonight, I'm going to share with you on a series I've been uh, sharing in called Face It face it we're talking about pace it and tonight we're going to talk about resolution resolution our foundational scripture comes from the book of genesis chapter 31 and verse 13 and here it reads i am the god who appeared to you at bethel the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me now get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth and we talked about last time how here we're talking about Jacob. The Lord God was speaking to Jacob and he was telling Jacob that he it's time for you to go back to the land of your birth because Jacob and his brother Esau had a little rift and his mother Rebekah sent Jacob away until his brother Esau calmed down. So Jacob was gone away from his family. He was gone away from his, from his father, his, his mother, his brother and other relatives for like 20 years or so. And so he here in this other land, he went to go went to go live with his his uh, his his mother, Rebecca's uh, uncle, his uncle Laban. And he was there and he prospered. He got married, he had married. He had wives and children. And so Jacob prospered in that land. But now God is saying, OK, it's time for you to go back to the land of your birth. And in that time, Jacob knew that when he went back that he was going to have to face some things that he had left behind. And so we talked about that last time. As Jacob went back, he had to face his brother Esau, and he, had, and he didn't know how his brother Esau was going to respond to him when he came back. But he prayed, and he spent time with the Lord. The Bible says that on his way back, he stopped at a, at a point, and he sent his family and his kids over the river. And, and the Bible says he was alone by himself, and he wrestled all night with a man. And during that wrestling, Jacob figured out who he was. Jacob began to, began to understand that he was a man of God, and he, he, now he was prepared to face the things that he had to go back to meet his brother Esau. So last time we spoke about forgiveness in part two, and we talked about how it's important to forgive the person or people that may have wounded you. But why? Why should we forgive that person that has wounded us? Because it's, we talked about it's for your own well-being that you do it. It's really not about the person that you're forgiving, but it's about your own well-being. It's about God making you whole and making you the man and the woman that he's called you to be. 
And so many times when we have those wounds and we have those pains and those hurts and those things that people have done to us, we hold on to them for a long time and we don't want to let go because, you know, we feel bad about what they did to us and we're angry about it. And we don't want, we want to hold on to those things. But God is calling for us to let go of the past, to let go of the wounds, to let go of the pain, to let go of the hurt so that we can grow and mature into, into the man and woman that he's calling us to be. And so we talked about Jacob, we talked about Moses, and we talked about our Lord and Savior Jesus. What did they all have in common? They all had tough situations that they had to face. But they made a decision that they were going to face those situations, and each one of them, when they faced those situations, they overcame and so here tonight, we're going to talk about resolution. We're going to talk about resolution. You see, it's painful to face certain situations that we have run from, but in doing so, resolution comes. When we decide that we're going to face those situations that we've been running from or face those situations that we ran from a long time ago, we finally will get resolution because that's what we need. We, re we need resolution. And why do we need resolution? Because when something is resolved, then peace comes. God wants you to have peace in your life. He doesn't want you walking around worried. He doesn't want you walking around, walking around wounded. But he wants you to have resolution. He wants to resolve some things in your life that you've been holding on to for a long time. God wants to bring resolution to you, my friends. And so the only way that he can do that is if we ourselves decide that, Lord, I'm going to face these situations that I've been running from. See, because we talked about this last time, a lot of people think that facing something is just moving on. As long as I move on, I've faced it. You know, I've left it behind. I've swept it under the rug. And, and so it's, it's no longer affecting me. But we talked about the fact that moving on is not facing that situation. Just because you moved on does not mean that you have faced it. We think that a lot of times. Well, I moved on. I, you know, I'm done with that. That person is in my past. But what about the pain? What about the wounds? What about the, the, the things that they've done to you that hurt you and they, they were never resolved? You know, you never forgave them. There are some people that, we, that are in our past that we've never forgiven. We've held on to that thing that they've done to us for years and years and years. And, and every time we think about it, we get angry all over again because we're like, I don't know, understand why they did that to me. And so we need to, we need to make up our minds that we're going to face these situations. And we're not just going to just say, I'm moving on because moving on is not facing it. You see, the thing about it is a lot of people figure out ways to just run from problems. We all have done that at one time or another in our lives. We figure out ways to run from problems. And tonight I want to share with you five ways that people run from problems. Five ways that people run from problems. The first way is, is a lot of times people just say, well, if I'm having a problem, I'm just going to go to bed and I'll just, I'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be gone. We know we just, we let the sun go down and we go to bed and, and, and we think the next day when I wake up, that problem will be gone. And so we, we go to bed and we wake up the next day and the problem is still there. And we go to bed, we wake up the next day and, and it's still there. And we might go to bed 365 days of the year. But when you wake up and you have never faced that problem or dealt with that problem, it's still going to be there. 
And so that's one of the ways that people try to just run from problems. Just, hey, I'll just, it'll, it'll, it'll get better tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. It never gets better. Another way that people run away from problems is they do. They sleep all the time. They're sleeping all the time. They're, it's like, you know, I'm just going to go here. I'm coming home. And a lot of times when we're depressed, we, we tend to sleep a lot. We sleep all the time because we're depressed about something and it's, it's weighing us down. So we feel like, well, if I just, you know, go to sleep and, and take a long nap and go to sleep for eight hours or six hours or whatever, when I wake up, the problem will be gone. And we sleep, we just, we just sleep our lives away because we don't know how to deal with that problem. We haven't figured out how we're going to face it. So we just sleep and sleep and sleep. And before you know it, time has passed by. You've wasted a lot of time and the problem is still there. So sleeping does not make your problems go away. But it'll still be there when you wake up. Many times, the third way that people run from problems is they, you know, they, they do drugs, some type of drug. It may be marijuana, you know, get a little smoke on. Let me get my smoke on, you know, so I can just, uh, you know, just put this, put this, you know, this marijuana on the problem. If I just smoke this marijuana, it's going to make me feel good. And then I'll just forget about all my problems. As soon as I just hit this thing, I'll just forget about everything. You know, because when you get inebriated, by this thing, you know, you, you just, you do forget about it for a little while. Your mind just goes blank when you're smoking, you know, weed and, and marijuana and all this type of stuff. Or, you know, you might just be drinking, drinking alcohol or something like that. You're trying to find some way to just get rid of the pain. And so we can drink every day. We, some people, you know, we might dr start drinking early in the morning, start drinking, drinking vodka and all kinds of stuff and beer and all kinds of stuff early in the morning. Start drinking because you want to just... Get that buzz so you can forget about the problems. But after you come down off that marijuana high, after you come down off that alcoholic high, guess what? The problem is still going to be there. It might be pills. It might be meth or something. Who knows? There's all kinds of stuff out here. Sometimes it can just be prescription drugs, something that you, you know, because some of y'all might be saying, well, I don't do weed. I don't do alcohol. You know, I don't do all that stuff and meth and all that. But you could just be addicted to, you know, over-the-counter drugs, something you get from the doctor and you're taking it and it's making you feel good. And you think that as long as I take it, it's going to make me, it's going to get rid of all of my problems. Once I get that high, I'll forget about everything and I don't even have to think about it. But every time you come down off of that high, that problem is still there waiting for you to face it. Waiting for you to say, hey, let me face this thing. Let me deal with it. But it doesn't go away. The fourth way that we run from problems is by eating. Sometimes we'll just, we like to, we're just gonna, we're just eating all the time. We're eating, eating this, and then we all gotta eat. I know we gotta eat, but I'm talking about you're just eating all the time. You're overeating. You're, you know, you're, you're, glut, you're in gluttony now. You're just eating so much because you're trying to eat your problems away. You're eating all this, you're eating everything in sight. You know, ice cream here and this and that there, donuts and whatever. And these are all, these things are all good in moderation. But when you just overboard with it, then there's something wrong there. There's something wrong there because, see, you're eating for the pleasure because you want to feel good. You know, eating makes you feel good, you know. 
When you eat a good old, you know, chocolate donut, hey, it makes you feel good. When you eat a bowl of chocolate ice cream, ooh, it tastes real good. It gives you pleasure. You know, there's pleasure that goes to your mind when you eat something that tastes good. Some macaroni and cheese and some ribs or something. It gives you this euphoric feeling. And so because you want to feel that pleasure feeling, you eat and you eat and you eat. But when it's, when it's all said and done, the problems are still there. Some people get into relationships because they feel like I can just, if I just get into this relationship with this person and you, and you get involved intimately with someone and you feel like when I feel, when I get that good feeling of being involved with someone intimately, and I'm talking about this is somebody you might not even be married to, but you want to feel good. See, we, we, we want to get a good feeling from these things that we do. And so you might be involved with someone intimately. You thinking that if I just get involved with this person, I'll feel better if I just be intimate with them over and over again. And you're giving yourself away to someone. But guess what? After that situ after that's over with, after that little pleasure is over with, guess what? The problems are still there. And the last way that people run from problems is, and this is a common one, you find a person that's joking all the time. They laugh all the time. They, they make jokes all the time. You know, they never, they're never serious. I know people like that. They're always joking, always. Now, I know there's a time for joking, but there's a time when, you know, we have to be serious about some things. But with this, per you know, I know people like that. I'm like, man, do you, are you ever serious? Are you always joking? But there's something there that's, there's a pain there, and they can hide behind the laugh and the joke. You know, the joke and joking all the time and laughing all the time. <laughs> you know, just laugh. I'm like, hey, hey, listen, this is the time to be serious. You know, something just happened. You know, they're, they're, somebody might be upset with them and they'll make a joke about it. Like, listen, this person is upset with you. What are you laughing about? No, no. So we hide behind laughing and joking and all that kind of stuff because we don't want the person to know that there's something really deep on the inside that's hurting us. You know, I was very surprised that a, a well-known comedian some years ago, you know, committed suicide. He was a comedian. This person is someone that makes other people laugh. But one day he took his own life and it baffled me. I said, well, how in the world could someone that makes other people laugh and seems like that they're always funny and laughing all the time, how could they do that? But no one knew that on the inside, he was hurting. He was broken. He was missing something. And so one day he took his life and it surprised the whole world because this person was a funny person. He made us laugh for years. But there was something on the inside that was broken. Who knows what it was? We don't, none of us know what he needed to face. And so these are ways that we run from problems. But God doesn't want you, my friends, to run from problems. He doesn't want you to run from your problems. God wants, to, wants you to face your problems. And guess what? The good news is, is that he's going to face them with you. He's going to be right there with you when you face them. Just like he was with Jesus. When Jesus had to face the cross, his father was with him the whole time. And he knew that. And that was important for him to know that um, as I'm entering into this situation, my father's with me and he's going to bring me through this. And it's a good word to know that when I go through something, the father's going to be with me. So when I face this hard situation, I'm not alone. 
But the father's walking with me through it. He's walking with me through the desert. He's walking with me when I have to cross the river, when it's deep, when it's hard. God's going to walk with me. So he'll help you, my friend, to face your situations. But you have to be the one to make up your mind that you're going to do it. You have to make up your mind. You can't run from your problems. You know, God has given us the word of truth. He's given us a sword of truth. And guess what it does? It's able to kill all of those problems. When the truth comes, that's when problems are killed. And the God's word is truth. His word is a sword and it can stick that problem and kill it. But you have to choose to be able to use it. So he wants you to use your word. You see here in John chapter eight, verse 32, it says this. It says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So see, when the truth comes, when you go ahead and face a situation, okay, this happened. This person did this to me. It hurt me. I never said anything. I was disappointed with my parents because this happened. Or I was disappointed in my father because he wasn't there for me. I'm facing the truth. And when I face this truth, guess what? I will be healed. God can heal me when I face the truth. So he said, if you know the truth, it will set you free. So God has given us the truth in his word. He's given us the truth so that we can face our situations. You know, it's like someone who was married but went through a divorce. But they never dealt with the problems in the first marriage. Now they're looking to marry again, but they haven't dealt with the issues that were in the last marriage. They just put that marriage on, you know, ran it off and swept it under the rug and went on. I'm done with that one. I'm done with him. I'm done with her and I'm moving on. And you get this new person and it's all lovey-dovey at first. But then once you get into the meat of the marriage, you find out that the same problems start popping up again. Why? Because you never dealt with the issues that you had in your last marriage. You know, I knew a, I knew a, a friend of mine and God rest his soul. You know, he was married seven times. Seven times this man, this man just, he told us, he said, I like being married. So he, he got, you know, he got married a bunch of times. And thank God his last wife was the right one. But the other six times, you know, he got married. But he kept, the same problems kept popping up in all those marriages. And finally, with his last marriage, you know, everything turned around. And he found someone that he could be with for the rest of his life. He had to face those situations that he was running from in those other marriages. And so we have to learn that to, and know that if we face it, God can fix it. God is able to fix those situations. You understand? You know, personally, I always like to share a little bit about myself. You know, I've not, I haven't always been a bold person. I was a very shy person. I was now, you know, and I was very passive growing up. Very passive, wouldn't speak up for myself, wouldn't stand up for myself. You know, I would let people just do whatever to me, say whatever to me, and never stood up for myself growing up. And I became that way as an adult. Into my 20s, into my 30s, I was married that way. Even in my marriage, I was very passive. And my wife began to, she saw this and she said, hey, why, why are you letting people walk all over you? Why are you letting people take advantage of you? And now, not only are you letting people take advantage of you, 
You're letting people take advantage of me and treat me any kind of way. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, and it was hard for me. She said, you, listen, you got you to gotta be a man. You got to start standing up for yourself and you got to start standing up for your family. And do you know how hard that was for me? It's hard. That's why I know it's hard to change. It's hard to face situations sometimes. But you know what? I love my wife. I love my family, my children, and I love myself. And so I begin to pray and I begin to ask God, Lord, I need your strength. I need you to help me to face this, this being passive and letting people treat me any kind of way and walk over me. And so I just began to ask God to give me the strength. And as I prayed and I began to ask God, I, I began to feel stronger. And, and when situations would pop up and someone would say something to me, I would no longer sit there silent, not saying anything. But I began to say, no, 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 you're not going to say that to me. You're not going to do that to me anymore. And people were surprised. Like, Whoa, who, who is this? No, this is the new me. The old me has passed away. I'm just no longer passive James. No, this is bold James. This is James that's going to stand up for himself and not let people treat me any kind of way. I don't care who it is. Family, friends, whoever, strangers, no longer. I, start, I started to stand up for myself with the strength of God. On the inside of me, he gave me that boldness. He gave me that strength. And I began to stand up for my wife, stand up for my children, protecting them because that's what God called me to be. He called me to be a covering for my wife. He called me to be a covering for my children. And so I had to begin to stand up for them to cover them. And you know what? When I began to do it, it felt good. It felt good to tell somebody, no, you're not going to do that to me anymore. No, you're not going to say that to me anymore. It felt good. And my wife looked and she says, who is this new man? Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know? And so when you begin to face your situations, when you begin to face your trials, when you begin to face your tribulation, whatever it is that you're going through, when you begin to face that person that hurt you, it will feel good because you'll feel better about yourself. You'll feel bolder. You'll feel like God is freeing me. I'm free. I have resolution in my life. God has set me free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And so we have to do that. We can't walk in that anymore. But we have to walk as kings and queens because God, because we know who God has created, created us to be. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King said, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. He said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. You see, what I want you to, and what I, what he's, what, I, what I got from this and what I want you to know today is that you matter. You matter, my friends. What you have been through, the things that have hurt you, the things that have disappointed you, they matter. And you have been silent for too long. But he said here, he said, and see, and you begin to die. The more, the more you don't say anything, the more you continue to just let time go by and time go by and time go by. And you're being silent. You're slowly dying. You're slowly just disappearing. And nobody can see you, but God sees you. He sees you and he, 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 he says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not just 
monetarily, but in every area of your life, in your, in your emotional life where you've been broken, God says, I want to prosper you in that area. But in order to do it, you have to face the situations that I'm calling you to face. You don't want to die slowly. You want to begin to stand up for the things that matter, the things that are important to you. You matter. So don't be silent anymore. But by the grace of God, begin to stand up. I'm not saying be rude and go and hurt someone, but I'm saying begin to stand up and love for yourself. And lastly, tonight I want to share five ways to face it so God can fix it. The first way is you have to admit. Admit that, there's, that the problem exists and that it has affected you. So many of us don't, want, don't like to admit that something hurt us. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. It didn't bother me what she said. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. No, you, you, it hurt you. It hurt you when she said that your shirt didn't look good or whatever some simple thing is. You know, it hurt you when they said they were going to come to your party and they didn't show up. But you have to admit that this thing hurt me. This person, they did me wrong. They told lies on me and it hurt me and I never said anything. So first you have to admit that the problem exists and that it has affected you. Now see, if it, if you, if it really hasn't affected you and it rolled off your back like duck, duck off of a water off of a duck's back, then move on. But if you know deep down inside that you were hurt, then you need to admit it. Number two, you got to come up with a game plan. Come up with a plan. Listen, how am I going to deal with this? What am I going to do? Okay, do I need to sit down and talk to this person that offended me? Do I need to go and apologize because I'm feeling bad and I've been walking around with this guilt all these years because I hurt someone, I bullied someone. Whatever the case is, come up with a game plan to deal with it. Come up with a plan and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do A, B, and C, one, two, and three. I got to come up with a game plan. First, so I, first, so I, first, I admit that it hurt me or that I hurt someone. Number two, I'm going to come up with a game plan to bring resolution because that's what we're talking about tonight. Number three, accountability. You got to talk to someone you trust. Be prayerful about who that is, not just anyone, not someone who's just going to sit there and listen and then run off and tell your business. You know, don't talk to a gossiper because you might think they just gossip to you, but as soon as they hear your stuff, then they're going to go back and they're going to gossip about you. You know what she told me, girl? She said that she was smoking weed on the side. You understand? Don't tell everybody your business. You understand? So talk to a therapist, a coach, a counselor. It may be the person who offended you. That's my, that might be the person who you need to confront or the person that you offended. You need to go and apologize. Face it. Because what happens Here's a quote that I had. When you hold on to things or keep them as secrets, they can become strongholds. It can become a stronghold in your life when you hold on to that, to that pain or to that disappointment or to that, to that unforgiveness that, that that person did to you and you hold on to unforgiveness, it becomes a stronghold. And now you, don't, now you wonder why you're bitter all the time, why you're angry all the time. But it's because it's become a stronghold in your life. And so that's why we have to learn how to let go and face it. Number four, work the plan. It's easy to sh shrink back. You know, when I was, had to face 
uh, being passive, it was I, I could have easily just, you know, said, no, nah, I don't want to do it. I really did not want to do it. I really did not want to face that situation. But I had to stand up and I had to be bold and I had to have asked God for strength. And so I did. And then I began to stand and, and persevere. So you got to work the plan. You got you to gotta be able to have strength to persevere through that situation. And lastly, number five, we got to pray. We definitely cannot overcome our problems without God's help. Prayer is a time that we allow God to bring healing to our hearts. See, that's the whole, that brings it all together. Prayer is like the glue that brings all of these things together to admit have a game plan, accountability, work the plan, and then pray. And when we begin to pray, I believe that something begins to happen. Prayer changes everything. Prayer is powerful. And guess what? The wonderful thing about that is, is that God is waiting on you. He's just patiently waiting on you. He's saying, listen, I'm ready for you. I've been waiting on you for a long time. It could have been five years, 10 years. You've been holding on to something, walking in that pain and that hurt, 20 years, 30 years. And God is saying, I've been waiting on you the whole time to come to me and face these situations. And so, my friend, that's the plan of God for you. He wants you to face it so he can fix it. And my promise to you is that, is that if you face it, then God will, can, and he will fix it. I believe that to be true. So you can go back and look at, if you missed part one and part two, I would just you know, tell you to go back and look at those and put them all together because this is a three-part series. So you don't want to have like, you know, have the, you know, the, the, the cereal and you don't have any milk to go in the cereal, you know, or some bananas in there. See, we had bananas, we had cereal, and then you need the milk. So you need all three ingredients to make that thing good. So you might want to go back and look at the other two on the kingdom, at kingdomrock.org. So I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. And I just want to say a prayer with you that God would give you the strength to face those situations that you need to face. So come on and pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, we th I thank you tonight, Father God, for those that are watching online, and I pray for them right now that you would give them the fortitude and the perseverance to be able to face those hard situations that they've been running from. Give them the strength, God. Let their, and may you go with them as they go forward, God, into those situations. Help them, Father God, to be able to face it so you can fix it, God. Because you're a heart fixer, God. You know how to do emotional surgery. You know how to go right to the place where the pain is. Father, you're better than any pill or anything that we could ever take for pain. You're the one that can relieve the pain, God. So we pray that, Lord God, you would just begin to heal and deliver and set free, God, as they face those situations. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus name we pray amen my friend I want to do this with you tonight if you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior I want to offer him to you tonight because he's the one that's gonna help you to face 
those situations. So if you haven't made that decision, then, you know, that's the first thing that you need to do. So just pray this prayer with me tonight. Say, Heavenly Father, I ask you right now to come into my heart. I am a sinner and I need your salvation. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, came to the earth, walked the earth, died and was resurrected on the third day. Now I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, live big in me, live through me, use me. I'm available to you. I renounce all the sin of my past. And now I believe that I am a new creature. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me tonight and you, have, and you prayed it in faith, then guess what? You are now a part of the family of God. So find you a Bible-believing church where you can begin to grow in the word of God and grow in your faith. And I can promise you that your life will never, ever be the same. I can promise you that. So I want to thank you for tuning in tonight on the Kingdom Rock Network. And we'll see you again on the next time. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.